0: Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live. Are you ready?
2: Are you ready? Let's get it on. Hello, oh, happy Canada Day to you. It's Jim Valley and it's Wrestling Observer Live. We're live seven days a week, Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, Sundays, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. And Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. The number that you're not going to call is 1-800-878-PLAY. 1-800-878-7529. Jim Valley, the effing king of recovery, back because of the fans. And again, a special happy Canada Day to you. As I've mentioned before, my mother was Canadian from Stettler, Alberta, just outside of Calgary. And this is a true story that I didn't know until last year, fairly recently, one of my cousins told me this, but my great-grandfather was a horse thief and he was chased from Montana into Canada and he didn't stop until he reached and settled in Statler. And my other great-grandfather lived in Statler, obviously. And he shooed horses. He was a blacksmith, he you a know. blacksmith shop. Should, I'll take a picture, show you that up on, uh, up on Twitter as well. So happy Canada Day to everyone who celebrates. We got money in the bank from London Congratulations, Europe. You don't have to be tired at work tomorrow after watching a WWE premium live event this weekend. Should be a hot crowd. Got a brand new licensed video game. Collision ratings have seemingly collided into the Rampage area. Blood and Guts, Forbidden Door, Stardom. I don't know that I have a a monologue today. I just sort of have a Bag of stuff. So we'll reach in and see what we find. Stand by, it's Jim Valley, Wrestling Observer.
0: He's on meds too. Call 800-345-2789. 800-345-2789.
1: You're listening to Wrestling
0: Observer Live on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Jim Batley,
2: Wrestling Observer Live, Sports Byline, and hey, normally, I put him off. Normally, I'm like, he can wait. But you know, as I put together these shows, sometimes I'm like, I got it all laid out, and I'm a super genius. Other times, I go back, and I'm like, I forgot to do that, I forgot to do that. And today... Uh Something's been bothering me. I'm like, there's something that I've been forgetting that I couldn't remember. It's been bugging me all morning long. There was something I wanted to talk about. It was like with those times when you're like, you put something somewhere and you're like, I'm going to remember this and you don't remember where it was. All you remember is I'm going to remember this. Well, this is what's happened today. And thankfully, Yes, I said, thankfully. Ryan has come along and reminded me what I wanted to talk about. And what I wanted to talk about was Junkyard Dog. Ryan, what do you got? I
3: have a question on that documentary. With him being so close to being in the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame, could that shoot him to being in the Observer Hall of Fame since he's been on upward track of getting in?
2: What is he close? What's his what's his number? I haven't seen.
3: I believe I it was like in the 40s, but I thought it was going up, you know, each year. Oh, I'd have
2: to I'd have to go back and and take a look. Um I don't know. I'll take your word for it. Um let me say this first. I loved Junkyard Dog. I remember reading about Junkyard Dog in like Wrestling World magazine. And if you're too young to remember, there were different levels of magazines. The what they call now the after magazines were like people magazine. You got WWE, WWF, because it was in New York. He was the big league. You got Crockett, you got Florida, you got the AWA and a little bit of Texas prior to the Von Erichs. You got the big territories. It was People Magazine, Dusty Roads, Mel Mascaris, the big stars were in these magazines. The George Napolitano, the Kitzer magazines, you got more in depth things. You got to see things that were happening in smaller territories, or lesser stars, and things like that. So I knew about Junkyard Dog from Wrestling World and George Napolitano. And I knew that they did big numbers in the Superdome, not from Bill lapter because they didn't really cover that as much until later. Yeah, when Dusty came in and would do a shot for Bill Watts, they'd cover. But by and large, not as much. And then became a bigger star and you'd see more Junkyard Dog coverage. And then he was on cable TV and such. But I discovered Junkyard Dog around 1980 from those magazines. So then I saw Junkyard Dog on cable. He'd make the occasional shot on Georgia TV or they'd show the the occasional Mid-South on TBS, things, things like that. And then he went to WWF and Junkyard Dog, like I said, was probably my favorite. He and Kerry Von Erich in 84, 85 were my favorite. And as a teenager, I didn't know Junkyard Dog had addiction issues. All I knew sort of like Coco Beware said in that documentary, Dark Side of the Ring, was that he wasn't the same, using using his his uh, gesture, wasn't the same cheerful Junkyard Dog. And that I did notice. You could see that the twinkle was gone in his eye. You could see that, I mean, you could just see the, the video. Junkyard Dog in early days of Mid-South was jacked. And then he was softer. And then come 1990, he was fat. And I did not want to see Junkyard Dog. By the time WrestleMania 3 came along, you just knew there was something missing with Junkyard Dog. And again, I didn't know what it was. I just knew he wasn't the same, and I just didn't care. WrestleMania One. if you talk to people in my high school, you thought for sure Junkyard Dog was going to beat Greg Valentine for the Intercontinental title because he had that momentum. That was probably the peak of JYD's popularity in WWF. But it he just, he just wasn't going to happen. And as far as Junkyard Dog being in the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame, And this is coming from a guy, again, I love Junkyard Dog. And it makes me sad that I can't vote for him for the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. Being on top, and I mean, he was a god in Louisiana and in Mid-South. No question about that. And drawing 30,000, 25,000, whatever it was, fans, to the Superdome when nobody knew really in the wrestling world who Michael Hayes was and who Junkyard Dog really was it's pretty it's very impressive very impressive but then you've got to factor in that with doing nothing in 1990 in WCW and his fall from grace you've got to You've got to take the good with the bad. And then when you factor those in, he's not a wrestling observer, hall of famer. I mean, I think the fact that that episode did so well speaks to the fact that yes, Junkyard Dog is probably, if not very close to a household name. No question. But he's just not, he's not an Observer Hall of Fame famer. He's a WWE Hall of Famer all day. And if you want to talk about, you know, being very famous, being in the cartoons, being in that first wave of WWF wrestling dolls and cashing huge checks just from his wrestling dolls. And, you know, the the legend is the Iron Sheik Made eighty thousand dollars from his wrestling doll, a quarter. Imagine how much JYD made, because JYD, I'm willing to bet, was right under Piper and Hogan with those dolls. So I'm willing to bet it's true that JYD probably did cash six-figure checks from those wrestling dolls. Um, and it's sad with the money that he lost the money. Um but it's cool what Tony Atlas said that he was willing to help people up. I think just because JYD was an addict doesn't mean JYD was a was a bad person. I think he was a was probably by and large a, a good person, even though, you know, a bit of a pimp charging people for liaisons with fans. That's uh quite a all-American money-making opportunity, isn't it? But no, I don't think. Do you think he's a he's a Hall of Famer, Joe? Oh,
0: uh, no, I don't. But yeah, I, I don't. just I'm not from that era, though. Really,
2: like uh, the mid yeah. era. Um, no, I don't think he is. Um, I think he's great. Um, but that doesn't. And look, just because you're not a Wrestling Observer Hall of Famer doesn't mean you didn't contribute to the business. It doesn't take away what he achieved in Mid-South. It doesn't take away those huge crowds at the Superdome being in these cartoons and all the things he achieved. Junkyard Dog was great. He's a legend, just not a Hall of Famer as far as the Observer analytics are concerned. That's all. Stand by, Jim Bailey, Wrestling Observer Live.
3: Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline
1: now. 800-943-2153. 800-943-2153. 943 2153 That's 800-943-2153. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trust Pilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. That's 867 6917
3: Life insurance is one of those things that just about everybody needs, but few people actually have. Hey, if you die unexpectedly without life insurance, guess what? You'll leave your family with even a bigger mess.
1: Pricing information, 800-915-9654, 800-915-9654, 800-915-9654. That's 800-915-9654. You are listening to Wrestling
0: Observer Live on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
2: Talking about uh, Junkyard Dog, and I appreciate the call again, Ryan. Um, You know, it's really sad that, you know, he passed out behind the wheel. It's really sad he got, you know, he didn't stay home and uh, sleep that night and, you know, could have lived to see the day today because, you know, he'd probably be seen more as a revolutionary. It's You know, fame is so... Funny, for lack of a better term, uh, the trajectory you follow. When, you, you know, you reach your fame and then you have a slump and then, you know, you hopefully saved up enough money to get through that slump and then you have a nostalgia period. You know, we've seen it with, for example, Hayden Christensen from the first Star Wars trilogy. About well, those movies, remember when those were the worst Star Wars movies? Well, and now all the people who were kids when those movies were out and loved those movies as kids now pay to get their pictures taken with Hayden Christensen. And, you know, you know he's, he's going to come back and be in the Star Wars movies because. That's just you know, we you know we're also seeing it with you know so many other people and I believe China had China lived longer, she would probably you know if she saved up enough money and not had the struggles she had, she would probably be making ridiculous amounts of money on going around to various. Comic cons and celebrity cons getting pictures and doing everything. That's just sort of the way the world of celebrity works. Everybody buys their music. Then they don't. And then you're working all of the tribal casinos where people go back and relive their childhoods. Or the 80s cruise, which I saw last year with my wife. Um, you know, all the stars doing doing that. And, you know, now we're seeing 90s stuff come back. All the 90s stars who had, you know, very dry 2000s and 2010s. Now they're cashing in because all the people have raised their children and now they have extra income and they're ready to go back. And relive their childhood. Brennan Fraser. A classic example. All the kids grew up with the Mummy, and George of the Jungle, and Dudley Do Right, and all the things that Brennan Fraser did. And then Brennan Fraser couldn't get hired. And now Brennan Fraser, I believe, the first millennial Oscar winner, because all of those people now who vote in the Oscars, I believe a plethora of them are now millennials. It's, and I'm not saying Brennan Fraser didn't deserve it. I'm just saying an older crowd probably wouldn't have recognized Brennan Fraser for what he means to a generation. It's funny the way celebrity works, isn't it? But no, had junkyard dog lived he would be making so much money and be seen, I think, in an even brighter light than he is today. But anyway, thank you to Ryan. I did want to talk about Junkyard Dog. There's so much stuff that gets crammed in. I just don't have, sometimes it's just synapses just don't fire. I'm sorry. But anyway, finally got to catch up. And check out Stardom Sunshine. Wow. My goodness gracious. Go out of your way to watch that main event cage match. So you have Queen's Quest. Um, basically, the top faction in Stardom. And you have 080 time. Closest thing to sort of a heel group. In tar in stardom so you have a six woman team six on six cage match and the person who's left at the end of the match inside the cage has to leave their unit. now Queen's Quest is led by Utami Hayashta and she had a great amateur background came into stardom the big rookie, won the World of Stardom title, dominated stardom. But there have been issues as of late uh, with Queen's Quest. Utami lost the title. There have been issues between members going into this show. So obviously the feeling is, what's going to happen? someone going to leave? Queen's Quest. Anyway, great match. Azumi, who you may have seen in the ring with mercedes Monet, is athletically gifted as anybody. She's this incredible double stomp off the cage. She powders out. And it comes down to Tora, the leader of Oedo Tai, Saki Kashima, who's sort of a slacker. She's very, uh, very uh, slight in build, but still very athletic. But anyway, and it's Saya Utami and Utami Hayashi. And they've had their problems. Saya and Utami, they've, like I said, they've had their problems leading up to this. And it's like, are they going to have a breakdown? End of the match, Utami gets busted open, took a Toro drive top of the cage for getting left alone. Just her and Saki Kashima. And the emotion at the end, just, just amazing. Utami puts Saki down. She attempts to climb out of the cage and she's stopped by Momo Watanabe, who used to be a member of Queen's Quest. And was sort of at one time kind of an ace of stardom. And she's been in Oedo time. And it's also Saya up there. They're at the top of the cage. Momo hands Saya a bat. And Saya raises the bat against Utami, who she's had problems with. And the visual is, if she stops Utami, it means that Saya could then step up. And be the leader of Queen's Quest. But instead, the last moment she hits Momo Watanabe, drops her off the cage, reaches down, grabs Utami, lifts her up out of the cage, and Queen's Quest is united, and they win. It was a it was a beautiful, beautiful moment. And again, at the end of the match, Azumi reaches out to Saki and says, you know, you know, join us, be my partner. And Saki refuses. And that's, you know, that's very, very, very compelling. And before that, they did an artist of stardom uh, match, the six woman tag team, match Julia, uh, May Sakurai and Fekla, who's amazing. Against Suzuki Kaguma and Mayu Iwatani. Very funny thing. Mayu's partners had to carry her to the cage, and she just got this look she didn't wanna be in the cage match. But as the match goes on, Mayu gets more and more violent. And in the end, the champs retain, as Julia traps Mayu in a front face lock, top of the cage drops Mayu down. Julie climbs out. They retain some some great cage matches. Go out of your way to see this. And you know I know this is not a criticism. The Bloodline has done amazing work. sammy has been incredible. The Usos, everybody in WWE has done some very high-level acting and emoting. So I'm not poo-pooing it. It's very easy for Japanese wrestling fans to go, that's nothing. You got to see this match. And they get very, you know, gatekeeping. So I'm not gatekeeping when I say that what stardom did was even better than the great job that these performers in WWE have done. So that, that's saying something. So I'm not knocking anybody when I'm saying that this is better. It's just, quite frankly, better. I can't I can't deny the obvious. So go out of your way if you haven't seen it. And I was late to it, but I mean, they did this after last week's show. Otherwise, I would have seen it sooner. But go out of your way to see this. It is masterful. What an amazing time to be a wrestling fan when you've got stardom that does incredible work. And I believe that one of the reasons stardom does work so well is that they, all of the women, work together like a troop, not individuals, but a troop and lift each other up. And that's what I think the difference is between an American style and what stardom does. All right. We'll talk about WWE, Money in the Bank, SmackDown, and more coming up. Stand by. Jim Valley, Wrestling Observer Live.
3: Attention homeowners. It's not if something's going to break, it's when. That's homeownership. If your dryer, your refrigerator, or your AC and heating breaks, that's an expensive call. And who do you call?
2: Call now and learn how to get your free month.
1: 800-392-7027. 800-392-7027. 800-392-7027. That's 800-392-7027. Limitations and exclusions apply. First month free with purchase of single plan. Visit choicehomewarranty.com for more details Are you kidding me? Gas prices are up again? Somebody has to do something.
3: Well, someone did. That's why I use Upside. Upside? What's that? card upside users have already earned over 200 million dollars now it's your turn download the free upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas use promo code gas11 for an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up that's code gas11 use code gas11 for an extra 25 cents per gallon back in your first fill up cashback's not available in gas in new jersey and wisconsin
0: you are listening to wrestling observer live on the sports byline broadcasting network
2: Showing my uh, Death Valley National Park Star Wars font t shirt that I got uh, a couple of weeks ago when we were in Death Valley because it's awesome. Anyway, a couple of people in the chat, also on YouTube, uh, says Utami's got so much charisma now. She has improved so much. That ending was awesome. It's true. Also says, Julia, the biggest star in women's wrestling, or am I being biased? I mean, depends what you mean by biggest. She's the highest paid, probably not. Um, but she's definitely, as far as overall presentation, she's definitely up there for sure, as far as, you know, the total package, as far as wrestling presentation, emoting, right. everything. She's she's got it all and uh someone else says i honestly think that mayo is on the level of Manami toyota or akira hokuto by now in terms of in ring and emoting um i don't know about in ring but emoting i would say yes i would absolutely agree with you on emoting in ring i don't know that i would agree but i don't know that i'd fight you on I don't think that's a ridiculous claim to make. I could certainly see where you're coming from. Um, But yeah, so go out of your way to see stardom sunshine. Uh, We got Money in the Bank today in London from the O2 Arena. Which O2 is it? Aren't there like, how many O2s in London are there? The big one, I think. Smackdown last night from London. It's going to be another hot crowd going to be just like backlash uh, in in uh, san juan puerto rico the crowd is going to be the story and the crowd is going to make this again another great show Um, the international crowds are are amazing and that's that's great i mean we get spoiled here in the united states so it's good to see other people get something they can they can appreciate Kevin O and Sami Zayn defeated Pretty Deadly last night. A pretty standard finish. You know the one. Blue Thunder Bomb, two count, Exploder, Haluva Kick, and it's over. I imagine, you know, we'll see Pretty Deadly win the titles at some point in the future. But you know, it does go to show that Sammy and Kevin are the champions of well they're champions of nothing really because what other tag teams are there? Who's who's on their level? They're going to main event again. You know the uh, Usos did an interview with Ariel Hawani talking about how special it was for tag teams to main event WrestleMania and it really it really was as far as Tag teams have been maligned in WWE now for probably as long as many fans can remember. I mean, there was a time when there were no tag teams in WWE. You'd go to a live event and there'd literally be no tag team matches because tag team matches were expensive. And heaven forbid a billionaire spend any extra money Thank you, capitalism. Anyway, it is a remarkable thing that a tag team match did actually main event a WrestleMania. Why, well, I'm old enough to remember when a tag team match was the main event of WrestleMania. That's, that's how old I am. Backstage, they had a thing if uh, Rich Holland win, won his match against Austin Theory. He get a U.S. title match. Spoiler: He did not win. Austin Theory defeated uh, Ridge Holland. After the match, Theory attacked Holland until Sheamus ran out for the save. Carrion cross had a vignette, calling out AJ Styles. Said he beat Styles with only three moves. He said next week it's going to be checkmate for AJ Styles. Hopefully, Carrion can pick up some things working with AJ Styles. Uh, Bailey defeated Shotzi to keep her spot in Money in the Bank. Afterwards, there was a confrontation. He and Bailey powerbombed Shotzi into a table and then cut her hair. So we got to get a new look for Shotzi. I'm thinking a new look for Shotzi. So we shall see. Um, They did a... uh, the new segment, the Grayson Waller effect with Logan Paul and Grayson Waller. Crowd booed both of them. Logan Paul says his dreams won't end until he's WWE champion and said until the WWE title is, quote, gold around my belt. I think that's the new kick your leg out from under your leg. Gold out, gold around my belt from Logan Paul, so Did I mention he's a multi-millionaire from YouTube? Uh, By the way, where's that uh, $1.8 million, Logan? You're going to pay back from your crypto scam. Anyway, LA Knight comes out. Crowd's super hot for him. Logan Paul makes fun of Knight's career, calling him a mega manager. And uh, anyway... Santos comes out sets up a three-way Knight, Santos and butch butch wins but really it was a back and forth between logan knight and Santos to set up money in the bank so charlotte beat oscar by dq bianca had a front row t- ticket and oh my gosh where has this bianca been all my life charlotte hit some chops tried to boot oscar moved Charlotte hit Bianca Belair, front row in the crowd, as we mentioned. Belair regrouped, jumped the rail, attacked Asuka to end the match. After the match, Belair attacked Charlotte, laid her out. Belair hit the KOD on Asuka, slamming her into the commentary table. table didn't break, however. Because of that, Belair did the same, put Charlotte out on top of Asuka again, No table break. Belair stood tall to end the segment. Oh my gosh. How long have I been saying, and I'm not the only one, that Bianca has needed an edge. This is exactly what Bianca has needed. So great. So happy. Finally, Bianca has a personality other than just her hair and being smiling. It's great. Oh my goodness gracious. I, is she a heel now? I just don't see the crowd booing this version of Bianca. I'm not the only person I know who's felt this way about Bianca Belair. And then Bloodline segment ended with a brawl and Michael Cole yelling, Civil war. That wasn't annoying. That was that must have been a Vince thing, I'm guessing. Anyway, so basically, interview segment, Jimmy and Jay suggested that they would vote for Solo Sokoa to be the new tribal chief. Solo kind of played it off a tiny bit. Roman started laughing, and that's when it broke down into. Civil War. So that leads us Men's Money in the Bank Ricochet Shinsuke Nakamura LA Knight Santos Escobar Butch Damian Priest Logan Paul And I would gotta think It's gotta set up somebody For the Raw title, right? Because Smackdown title You've already got things going on with that. You don't need another challenger, do you? I mean, I guess with all of the shenanigans, someone could then cash in on Roman, I guess I don't know, to me, Damien Priest seems the most likely, but I don't know. You just, I don't know with these things. And I feel the same way with the women's money in the bank that you need to set up a challenger, more for Rhea than you do with Asuka Oscar, because Asuka's busy doing doing other stuff. Also on the show, Cody against Dominic. That just seems like a nothing match for both of them. Doesn't matter who wins that. I mean, you'd think Cody wins. Unless, is this for, does Rhea interfere in does this set up Brandy entering WWE? I don't know. Seth Rollins against Finn Balor. then the Bloodline, obviously, against the Usos. You'd think the Usos got a win. And that sets up something for SummerSlam. Ronda and Sheena against Liv and Raquel. And then Gunther and Matt Riddle. And I don't think Matt Riddle's got any chance of... Beating of beating Gunther. Rampage was a recorded show, tape show. It's a nice show. I mean, you know, it was okay. It was a fun match. Claudio and Commander. Uh, Claudio won when he hit the uppercut. Knocked out Commander to retain the ROH Championship. But some fun spots. Claudio is a great base for lucha spots. So, I mean, if you want to see a great mix of styles, that's what Rampage is great for. Not great for angles. It's almost like a charcuterie board. You want to lay some nice cheese out, a little sausage, little different things, some nuts, and taste... Different combinations. See how it goes. Let me try this wine. See how this goes. Ah, Gotta swish it around. That's what it's for. It's a nice thing to show different things of wrestling. What would happen if Sean Spears fought the blade? Well, he wins in about four minutes. They also had... QT Marshall and Johnny TV came out. They're now a tag team. And I got to be honest. They brought out Harley Cameron. And now suddenly she went from never on my television to always on my television. And I don't know how I feel about that. Um, QT Marshall and Johnny TV. It's very much an Eminem presentation. And... It doesn't matter. Maybe Johnny came up with the whole thing, and that's all his idea. It doesn't matter. You still look like you're doing second-rate 2000s 2010 WWE, and that's just its not good. They defeated Matt Hardy and Brother Zay, and for some reason, Brother Zay is Brother Zay, but he's still in his private party gear, which I don't understand. He should be in Brother, isn't he? What's going on with Brother Zayn? It's very confusing to me. Anyway, Linda died and I Valkyrie in an upset in a very good match. So Anyway, I'll give you my thoughts on AW Fight Forever coming up next. Stand by Jim Valley, Wrestling Observer Live.
1: You are listening to Wrestling Observer
0: Live on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
2: Somebody's YouTube chat says, uh, my British friends say that uh, the place will erupt if Eli Drake, L.A. Knight, wins Money in the Bank. And I have no doubt that it will. It'd be fascinating to see somebody on SmackDown win, and then everybody on the roster is trying to stop that person cashing in because they know beating Roman Reigns will be such a big deal that they want to do it. And then, obviously, you've got Solo Sokoa trying to preserve that record-breaking reign of Roman Reigns. That could make for some entertaining television. I don't know if they're going to go that direction, but that could be entertaining. AEW Fight Forever released this week on all the major platforms. and I bought a copy with my own money. And I have it on Switch. And I think for the Switch, it is a very good wrestling game. To have a licensed game, the arenas, licensed roster, pick up and play, um, story mode and everything. Not the deepest game. I don't really play create a wrestler. I don't really get into story mode. I just play various matches. So for me, works perfectly. But if you're a PlayStation person or an Xbox or PC gamer, I think Fire Pro Wrestling is probably better if you want a deep creator wrestler or WWE 2K series. But I mean, if you remember, WWE 2K20 was virtually unplayable on the Switch. So I have no doubt that they cut a lot of corners graphically and with other things to be able to pack that cartridge and make it playable on the switch. So for me personally, it works great and I am more than that. But yeah, I get it. I get why you wouldn't be yours to play. So Anyway, enjoy money in the bank. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next time. It's Jim Valley. Wrestling Observer Live.